This episode of The Chaser Report is brought to you by the Union for Looney Tunes Actors. How can I help you? Uh, hi. Uh, so my boss has just made me sprint off a cliff. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually currently running in midair. Can, can you hear that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, so I'm aware that if I look down, I will fall. I'm not sure what to do. According to your enterprise bargaining agreement, the boss can ask you to run off a cliff, but they can't coerce you into looking down. Just keep on running to the other side of the canyon. Thanks for calling. Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report for Wednesday the 17th of November. I'm Dom Knight. We have Gabby Bolt and we have Alexa Vulovich. Hey, yo, hey, yo, hello. hello. Oh, big news out of Canberra yesterday. I know. The earthquake house in Questacon is finally back up and running. And I'm oh. telling you, it's so exciting because I was spewing in year six when I went and it was fucking closed down. Oh, we were all spewing in year six on the trip to Canberra. <laughs> <laughs> it was Canberra. It was all the roundabouts. Oh, yeah. No, no, Christian Porter. There was a rumour yesterday that he was going to quit politics and move to Sydney Mm. to work as a lawyer and live with his lover. And we were going to talk about that, but I see now on the Daily Mail that he's denying it. That's not like him. It's not like Christian Porter to deny something. Yeah. Bit out of character. So we have to talk about this without getting sued, given Mm. um, given that we don't know what the truth is because it keeps changing. Right. We just need to very vaguely refer to things in a way that no one can sue us. Mm. Okay. Not that Christian Porter is the kind of person that would sue anyone for defamation. No. no. That's not his character. No. It's just a thing that happened that time with the ABC. Yeah. So what kind of stuff are we allowed to talk about? Is the yeah, well, is is the, it, yeah, is there like a line? What about the blind trust? I the pers- blind trust. You can, yeah. Because I personally think it's fine and we don't need to know. Mm. I think it adds to the fun and mystery when we don't know, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. The well, thing is that there's, fun. there's nothing improper about it. No. Because we, they may be very proper people to be paying off a, a senior cabinet member to, to fund a defamation trial. Mm. I don't know who the proper people would be to do that, and I, there may not be any. But if there are, I'm sure that they're the ones who well, there if are. You, if you've got money, you've got to be proper. You've got to be proper to make money. <laughs> the thing that I found amusing, though, about this story when it first broke was the notion that after having a really tough time of fighting all these legal battles against the ABC mm. and then potentially being investigated for the thing that he denies doing. Well, that must have been so yeah. hard. Yeah, I really mean, tough. What he's going to do to turn a new page in his life mm. is become a barrister. That was the story. <laughs> he was oh. going to spend his day in a courtroom answering questions oh. from, from a court. Yeah, what? like deciding legal justice on behalf of others. Does that mean he'll be like representing himself in defamation cases? Uh, Which he doesn't have to do. I mean... It, Actually, that's a good point, Alexa. He didn't need to have the trust, did he? He could have actually... He's he's a qualified barrister. He could have conducted his own <laughs> defence for free, right? Yeah. Christian, if you're listening... Uh, might have, he's might, not. Might have saved a lot of trouble <laughs> and legal expenses. But I like to think that his lawyers are listening to this, just in case we say something defamatory. But mm. we wouldn't do that because we're not that kind of people. And if, no. if lawyers think that we're the kind of people that would say something defamatory, that is defamatory of us. Mm. Oh, yes. Mm. Get them with the yes. double defamatory. Yeah, nice. And also, you know, we, we would never say something defamatory about Christian Puddle without asking for his consent first. That's a good approach to take in these matters. 
And if we were being sued for defamation, I mean, there's no one I would rather represent me than Christian Porter. Mm. <laughs> On today's show, John takes us inside a celebrity feud for the ages. Yum. First, let's go to Rebecca Dana in the Chasing Newsroom. Christian Porter plans to resign from his position as an MP to restart his career as a genius lawyer and highly respected strategist. Porter has spruced up his CV to now include Can Cry On Demand and sent his resume to all his local law firms. Naturally, any firms who decline will be sued for defamation. World's richest divorced dad, Elon Musk, has begun trying way too hard to look cool in front of random kids on Twitter. The man who can't remember his own kids' names said that he's increased the amount he tweets in a desperate plea for random kids to like him enough to help him avoid tax. Government official Craig Kelly attended a freedom rally in which he protested against government officials. Thousands of protesters advocated against government acts of corruption, such as sending mass unsolicited texts or pushing misleading health advice, which Craig Kelly assured protesters would never, ever do. Those are the latest headlines from The Chaser Report. I'm Rebecca Dayunamuno. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. This episode of The Chaser Report is brought to you by the Union for Looney Tunes Actors. Hello. Yeah, hi there. Um, so during work, my boss paraded a very sexy lady in front of me and, and seeing her caused my tongue to comically unfurl out of my mouth and I just I just can't get it back in. I... Oh, don't worry. That's a really common workplace accident in this industry. We'll make sure you get properly compensated. Thanks. John Delmenico, writer for The Chaser, is here to update us on a celebrity feud. John, we love a celebrity feud. I decided to do another one of my serious deep dives that I do on this show. But I think I decided to step it up and go into the more serious route of beef between people who are going to be the future president. Lovely. Oh, wow. Lovely. So if we cast our mind back to August 8th, 2016... Future president Dwayne The Rock Johnson (laughs) posted on Instagram praising all the female co-stars on the 8th Fast and Furious movie. Mm. He also famously in this post praised some of the male co-stars who, quote, (laughs) conduct themselves as stand-up men and true professionals, while others don't. Oh! That don't are too chicken shit to do anything about it anyway. Candy asses. I don't like it when mum and dad and dad and dad and mum and mum fight. Wait, who is this between? Because I'm starting to assume he's calling out Paul Walker. (laughs) Don't go there, The Rock. He wasn't calling out. Who was he? He He wasn't calling out Vin Diesel. Yeah, so after the hashtag zero tolerance for candy asses started trending on Instagram. What the fuck? Thespian actor Vin Diesel called The Rock... (laughs) Into a meeting to discuss the who the alleged candy ass was. Candy ass wow. meeting. We have those here as well. Yeah, I was gonna say that sounds like a chaser like meeting. A candy ass summit. <laughs> so at that point, no one knew who the who it was about, but there was rumors going around that it has to be one of the top actors because mm. the uh, the Rock is famous, like famously has a really good reputation in Hollywood for being someone who really cares about the cast and crew, Aww. and like stands up for the crew. 
And usually when he gets in beef with a cast member, it's over the way the crew is treated, which usually means he'll be one of the top actors. Was it ludicrous? (laughs) Well, he was the one that TMZ actually thought it might have been. And then all the reports were um, that it's definitely Vin Diesel because The Rock then posted after the meeting praising every single cast member by name except for Vin Diesel. <laughs> Just in case he was any Yeah, doubt. spell it out clearer, Rock. Wait, how is this beef? If someone called me candy ass, I'd assume it was a compliment. Yeah, like you have a tight ass. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't... Have a dime off that minty. thing. I'd break my teeth on it. <laughs> yeah, but Alexa, this is a, according to Vin Diesel, this was an attack on his alphaness. Well, that's what this is about. it was just a collision about. of two alphas. There's no room in the franchise for two bald, no. muscly alphas. We, and the rock, it, the rock is much stronger. We, like he could break Vin Diesel in two. We just need to sit Mr. Rock and Mr. Diesel down <laughs> in a room together and get them to sort out their solids, minerals and gaseous differences. Actually, you're right. Three people on that movie have ludicrous names and one of them actually <laughs> is ludicrous. Vin Diesel and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I think Dwayne is more ridiculous than The Rock. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Dwayne. Yeah. Luckily, Gabby, there was one executive producer on the movie who wanted to sort things out there and then and that was Vin Diesel. <laughs> so he went to the other executive producers and allegedly tried to get convince them mm. to back out of their contract with The Rock and pay out the highest paid actor for two movies that he wasn't going to be in. That's what so a real obviously the other does. executive producers were like, we're not doing that. I thought you meant like they wanted to settle it outside, but then he probably thought, no, The Rock will defeat me. I'm sick of alpha men pretending that the only way to deal with... I, I reckon the only way to deal with an issue like this and prove your alphaness is do what an alpha dog would do and just piss everywhere. I don't... Mm. Like, you may as... You're getting more done that way. This is a pissing contest, isn't it? Yeah, so then the Vin Diesel actually changed his contract to make sure it was his show. So that he now had rules that included no one could hit him more than he hits them. <laughs> he can't lose a fight and no one can look bigger than him in a scene that he is in. So they shoot it from an angle where he looks like he's taller than The, than the Rock. Good luck, Well, The buddy. Rock found out about this while he was renegotiating his contract. Oh, my God. So he God. added all the same clauses into his contract just to mess with Vin Diesel. This is... Okay, sorry. All right, I'm going to admit two things in the next sentence. The first is, I have never seen a single Fast and the Furious oh. movie. To me, it could be about turtles. I don't know. The second thing is, these are two men, one of which was in The Pacifier, the other one was in Jumanji. I think... I think it's like safe to say that their acting chops aren't exactly going to earn them a fucking Oscar any day now. Oh, like, that's very unfair to The Rock. He is versatile. He does comedy. <laughs> he does, he does comedy, action. He does wrestling. He does comedy. And Gabby, Vin Diesel, when I said thespian actor, he genuinely talks about being a thespian actor all the time. Mm. Does he know what <laughs> that means? He's very seriously. I love these movies. I non-ironically legit, like I cried at the end of the one where Paul Walker dies. It is, it is very upsetting. Did they film that for the movie? No. <laughs> no they That's a it. work health incident waiting to happen. He, he, Amazing marketing, though. He oh. drives off into the sunset with his partner. But this is serious stuff to me. Like this is like like Jesus and the Holy Spirit having a beef, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I don't know why Gabby's trying to make it into a big joke. I know Not it's a comedy podcast, workplace. but there are some things that are serious. That are sacred. Like, but- Gabby, because of this negotiation of contracts, mm. the, sh- the movie ended up hiring people to come in and count the amount of punches thrown in a scene <laughs> because oh it would be a violation of contract and cost hundreds of mi- and potentially like hundreds of millions of dollars if one of them was punched one more time than the other in a scene where they fought. I'm so 
sick of men. <laughs> Wait, so what? <laughs> <I'm> so <laughs> it's very male, I'm isn't so it? I'm so sick of men. Can I negotiate so that Charles doesn't get to insult me more than I insult him? Like, is that an option? <laughs> I'm not. I am not. I'm telling you this now, volunteering to count the insults thrown across this room. <laughs> that is not fair on me. Unless I get a promotion, then you can do it. What does this What does this mean for the franchise, though? Like, if it gets to its logical extreme and these two massive men can't be on screen <laughs> together anymore, do they split the franchise? Does it become just well, fast movies? Well, they did. So that movies, leads into what actually like, happened. But they did. John, tell us. Explain. Um, explain so they to decided these... the, the best thing to do would be to not have Vin Diesel and The Rock film together anymore mm. because The Rock was struggling to hide his anger at Vin Diesel because Vin, because of Vin Diesel's like actions on set. And they can't both get the most punches. <laughs> That's the other thing. It's impossible. And so for the rest of the movie, they just filmed scenes so that they're not in the same room and green screen them together or um, had it be that they talk over the phone. And then, then the from movie's going to look fake. <laughs> in 2017, it was announced that either Far- that Fast 9 was starting and a spin-off with The Rock's character was also starting to film, which is when actor Tyrese Gibson jumped into the mix and gave an ultimatum to the studio that they either fire The Rock or he would quit. And, oh and let's be clear, Tyrese Gibson, for fans of the series, definitely the most redundant character. <laughs> I mean, that would be like on this podcast. Um, Go on. Who's getting fired? Who's the most redundant person on this show? Who's the Tyrese? Go let's off. I love lawsuits. Let's go. That would be like the other intern popping up and... Fucking hell. Okay. It's all right, Lachlan's not here. We can say it. <laughs> no, but, but isn't this good though, John? Because it meant we got more Fast and the Furious, right? Like we got... Hobbs and Shaw, by the way, The Rock gets to keep Jason Statham. Like, that's like getting to keep the dog when you have a breakup. Yeah, Jason right? Statham wanted to go in The Rock's spin-off. Of course and he not did. In the main ones, because they were friends. Yeah. But then also Tyrese Gibson, after no one cared that he threatened to leave, <laughs> um, he ended up backing down and still doing the next movie anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and re-signing his contract. If he had a cooler name, I think Fast forward worked. to now, Vin Diesel told it's the press t- that the beef had been squashed and his... What he referred to as a tough love approach had caused The Rock to back down and sign on for, for Fast 10, which is the final movie. Wow. But the there Rock are 10 ha- of these movies? Wait, there's a no, final there's, one? there's more. There's more than 10. Yeah, they've announced that the 10th one is going to be the last movie. If you want to understand what this is like, like initially this was a ridiculous franchise, okay? Okay. But then they added The Rock as a character who in one scene gets a plaster cast off his arm by flexing. You gotta have the rock. Like he's the ultimate version of what this movie is, right, John? Like you yeah, need the, the rock. rock. Actually, seems to know what kind of movie he's in. I think Vin Diesel thinks he's in <laughs> Hamlet with sports cars. <laughs> Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news: ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. This episode of The Chaser Report is brought to you by the Union for Looney Tunes Actors. Hello. Uh, hi, hi. I've got, I've got a bit of a problem with my role. You see, I've actually got a master in French literature, but <laughs> my boss just keeps making me put on this horrible French accent and play some kind of rapist skunk. It's, oh. 
Yeah, it's incredibly racist, and I think it's going to ruin my career. I'm so sorry to hear that, but we actually have a racist boss tribunal, and we've won against all the big animators, including, like, Disney, and, you know, he was a Nazi. Oh. You're in good hands. Podcasting is getting so popular, isn't it, um, Alexa and Gabby? Everyone's got a podcast now. Oh, yeah? Oh. Even Nick Kyrgios. Nick Kyrgios has one called No Boundaries, as just his opinion, and he's got a lot to say about a lot of stuff. And we haven't had him on ours yet. I know. Yeah. Got to get on that. And he, one of the first thing he said, this is the thing that's caught... The, like my news headlines. I don't think the Australian Open should go ahead just for the people in Melbourne. You've got to send a message, he said. How long did Melbourne do in lockdown? 275 days or something? Yeah. So as a result, the best thing to do for the people of Melbourne is, after all this time spent at home, mm. is to cancel their favourite sporting event in January. Yeah. So, so that they can't leave their homes and go to something fun. Right. Got to teach them a lesson. <laughs> do you think he's trying to make, make the re-entry more gentle? Like don't give them... Don't get, get them out congregating together. It'll blow their minds. Well, I think he's concerned about public health. You know, you've got this big event mm. with a huge crowd. I think he's just meandering and trying to find a, a way to say it's too dangerous. <laughs> well, right? the weird thing is he then says, no, that Djokovic should be allowed to come and you, you can't uh. force people to get vaccinated. He's vaccinated. So not being vaccinated is too nutty even for Nick Kyrgios. But Djokovic probably isn't. And in fact, as he mentioned, Djokovic had this tournament last year called the Adria Tour mm. uh, in Serbia. Great success. <laughs> brought, brought lots of people <laughs> to my was, home country. It was a super <laughs> spreader event. They, not only did like half the players, including Djokovic, get COVID from oh each my other. God. But they went out. There's all this video of them on the dance floor just sweating and basically oh. like was just their shirts off sweating all over each other. That sounds like a party. <laughs> as though there was no pandemic. It was just insane. Yeah. Is that what part, like he's living in Serbia basically a, a big COVID, COVID, just a COVID big party. shirts off sweaty party uh, I, yeah look I reckon <laughs> as long as the Serbian community doesn't kill me I reckon um, I reckon it was a big mistake <laughs> having that <laughs> party but Serbia was on a high at that time we mm. were playing both sides we got the Chinese vax we got the US vax we got the American vax we got the British vax all the balls we, were in your court we felt unstoppable yeah. but I guess nothing helps if you're Djokovic and you're not vaxxed <laughs> like <laughs> But for Serbians, is Djokovic like he can do no wrong? He's just the greatest ever. Usually, yeah, pretty much, yeah. He, um, no, but t- to be fair, um, with w- with the Australian Open, you know, I'm I'm militantly pro-vax, mm-hmm. but I think Djokovic doesn't need to be vaxxed <laughs> because now this is actually reasonable. He um, <laughs> he's had COVID, so he's got antibodies in there. You know, he's mm. he's tougher mm. than all of us, and he's big and strong and good looking and good at tennis. So uh, also, I feel there might be an ulterior motive here for why Djokovic should come. Do Alexa. you want to go and dance on a sweaty dance floor with Nigel? Yes. Shirts yeah. off with Djokovic. <laughs> Novak, if you're listening. I mean, Novak, if you want to start a podcast, you absolutely should call it Shirts Off with Djokovic. <laughs> Honestly, don't know who the more insane podcast guest would be, Novak Djokovic or Nick Kyrgios. Our gears from Road Microphones were part of the ACAST Creator Network. Please leave us a review. Five stars would be would be kind, wouldn't it? Shirts Off is the code to, <laughs> code <laughs> to say today, like Novak would do it. And we'll catch you in the afternoon edition.